Good morning, uh, Mike. Thanks for joining us this morning. You're going to talk to us today about a dispute and possible resolution solution for AVZ uh, Mineral. So uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, can we just kick off? Give us a little bit of background on yourself. Uh, what's your uh, track record? Sure. Good morning. Matthew. My, my name is Mike Carrick. Um, I'm a chartered accountant by professional background, having developed seven mines in, in five different countries. Um, most of those mines have been in developing countries, um, including Africa, where I led the teams to develop the first major mine in Tanzania and another major mine uh, called Obertan in Ghana. I've also, in addition to that mining experience, have extensive experience in international arbitration in the seats of both London and Singapore, where we prevailed in respect of all major arguments. Right, which might be handy in the situation we're about to talk about, where ABZ Minerals have found themselves in um, a position where they seem to be in dispute with um, a lot of other key stakeholders. Um, you've been put forward by Fatel, or you and two other directors have been put, for, put forward by Fatel, one of a uh, shareholder, um, to go onto the board to help the company resolve this. Um, they seem to be somewhat resistant. So maybe outline the, the backdrops of the story and we can get into the detail. Absolutely. Um, the first point I'd make in respect of the nominations of those three directors from Fattel is that this is not a hostile situation. Um, we approached the company uh, for a discussion to try and resolve this in a, in a amicable and, and friendly fashion. And secondly, we're, we're not seeking the removal of any shareholders. We've simply nominated as three independent directors to be considered by the AVZ members at, at the annual general meeting. I guess when you look at AVZ, it is currently suspended, is rapidly running out of money, and it is drowning in the sea of litigation. And when you look at the skills matrix of the board, immediately prior to our open letter, the board comprised only technical people. So the two executive directors are both geologists, the chair is a metallurgist by professional background, and the independent director, uh, I believe, has a diploma in civil engineering. So if you look at the key issues facing AVZ Minerals and contrast that to the skill set uh, that, the, that the board has, there, there is a material mismatch. And I guess the three nominees of FATL, including myself, have a range of very different skills that we believe would be very useful in bringing the company out of suspension and resolving these disputes in an amicable and fair way for all shareholders of ABZ such that the project can move forward into development. Right, okay, so um, just for people perhaps maybe looking in from uh, this, so AVZ Minerals were into lithium pegmatites before they were fashionable, built up to what, four, $4.5, $4.6 billion uh, company, and um, about 18, 20 months ago, um, were delisted from the ASX uh, for non-disclosure of, of relevant information. Uh, that's the position it finds itself in today. So what's happened since that moment through to now uh, in the sense of its you know, active um, attempts to relist? Yes, the board has not been able to convince the ASX to relist it, nor does it seem, uh, frankly, particularly interested in, in relisting the company. Um, and, and we believe that is a 
you know, that that is a travesty um, for shareholders. Um, you know, one, one of the bargains that you expect when you, li- you invest in a listed company is, is liquidity and, and your ability to sell your shares. And what, what, what the suspension has done is, is taken away that, that ability of, of ordinary shareholders to, to sell their shares. Um, now, as, as you mentioned, this, this company traded to market capitalization of 4.6 billion Australian dollars. So um, it, it's quite a considerable controversy that this company remains in suspension. And, and we would respectfully argue that the mining decree, which revoked the mining license for the project, um, provides clear, clear evidence, objective evidence, as to why the DRC government took that view. And that is that the government articulated in that mining decree that the government could not participate in the development of the project. It was blocked because of the lack of harmonious relationships between uh, the shareholders. And, and that is a direct reference to the dispute that currently is unresolved between Darthcom, Darthamur, and and the state government agency common year. Right. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into the weeds, weeds of this, but I, I think before, I, what I'm trying to get through at the beginning is just trying to work out who, who's here at the zoo here. So um, tell us about Fattel. So they are a shareholder, not a significant shareholder. I mean, how, how much do they own? And I guess more importantly, which how many shareholders does it represent? No, that's, that's that's correct. It's, it, it's not a material shareholder. In fact, it's, it's, it has a, a less than significant shareholding um, in a direct ownership in um, in AVZ Minerals. However, it is an entity associated with P- Peter Hulditch, who was an independent director of AVZ Minerals. And it was uh, Peter, Peter's experience on that board as an independent director of AVZ Minerals, uh, when he stepped down, that believed that the board um, could do with an injection of new skills and a rejuvenation of the board. He, Peter himself, has a has a background, a law background. Um, again, extensive experience in developing countries. Um, I've explained my mine development, mine operation, and international arbitration experience. And Ty Ludbrook, the third nominee of Fattel, um, has a, a, an extensive background in, in finance and international arbitration. So. We, we respectively submit to the ABZ shareholders, this is the basket of skill set necessary to deal with these current challenges. Um, and we, we say, look, the litigation strategy that has been embarked on for the last 24 months, 18 months, is, is not yielding the desired result. The, the company is not dealing with the central issue which the DRC government has, has has raised, which is the harmonious relationships, and you only get harmonious relationships if you amicably resolve the dispute at the shareholder level, at the Dalcom level. And as I said, um, we we don't believe that that is a a, a huge task um, or a complex task, um, but we do we do respectfully submit that the current board, because of the the hostile nature and the personal nature of the litigation between those partners. Um, that they perhaps are not in the best position to to resolve that dispute, and in order for the project to move forward, that dispute has got to be resolved um, according to the ministerial decree issued by 
the government when they when they um, when they revoke the mining license. And the other point is that not only was the mining license revoked, but the exploration the underlying exploration license has moved from Gothcom, which was the seventy five percent owned subsidiary of ABZ, back to Comineer, the government agency. Now, um, ABZ. Uh, believes that's not lawful and so on and so forth. But the, but the bottom line um, is, you know, the mining license was, was revoked and the expiration license is now registered in, in the sworn enemy of ABZ and Dothcom. Um, so we, we, we say, look, um, the company's running out of money. It, it cannot fund uh, the extent of uh, international arbitration that it's involved in or the domestic, uh, extensive domestic and court cases that are happening, and it's perhaps time to to consider at least an alternative strategy to resolve this so the project can move ahead. Did, did you approach the company before this open letter and make these recommendations or offer yes. your services to them? You have, and, yes. they, and that was rejected out of hand, was it? Yes, yes Matthew, that, that's absolutely right. As I said, this we had hoped uh, that this would be done in a cooperative spirit, um, and we approached the chair um, for a discussion, explained this was the intention and hope to have a discussion uh, before moving forward. And we... we, we and the, and, and we what, no the reason for the... Re- right, it got no response. Okay, no so response. it wasn't a case It wasn't a case of we've got this in hand. It wasn't a case of you want too much money. It wasn't a case of no, we're nearly no. there, I don't need your help. You don't know, no, you don't know what no, the reason was. It, okay. it wasn't actually even an acknowledgement of, of, of the correspondence. Um, okay, well, let's let, let's let's take let's take the um, the response from the company itself to some some of the points that you've made, and the, you know they they put a press release out, and um, they disagree with your point with regard to um, the the discussions in country um, between the company and um, the the ministry or the the government, broader terms. Um, they feel they are advancing those discussions. They are trying to get an MOU, a memorandum of understanding. Um, to provide a pathway to try and understand, you know, can, can they resolve this issue? So perhaps they feel they've got this in hand. Why, in the end, given you've had no communication, I don't know what information is public and I don't know what insider information you have. Um, if, why would we have any reason to believe that they, what the company says is not true? Well, I think the last time the last time the shares were promised a resolution was for May 2022. That, you may recall, was the critical announcement that was issued a matter of days before the train halt and suspension. In that announcement, the company wrote, I think from recollection, two and a half pages um, detailing why the mining license was imminent and outlining that the the project was going to be split into the northern section and the southern section. And the clear inference was that ABZ through Dothcom would be the beneficiary of the northern and the southern section. That is not our understanding. Our understanding was that the DRC government had the intention of splitting the mining license into the southern portion, which includes all the known uh, resources of the project, plus you know outstanding exploration potential. Uh, that that was that was reserved effectively for Dothcom, and then the northern section, the, the further exploration to the north, would be um, tendered or, or 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 issued to to other parties. That point was not made clearly to, to the shareholders. 
And then within a couple of days, um, the company was halted, the trading was halted and, and suspended. And in the 24 days leading up to that, as I said, the market capitalization of the company dropped by approximately $2 billion. So we, as shareholders, were being told that every, on, the, on 4 May, everything was on track for the issue of, of, of the mining license. And, and within a couple of days, the company was in, 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 in suspension. Now, the only, the only material thing that happened you know, leading up to that was the Africa Intelligence Report of 26 April, which reported the High Court's decision in respect of, of, of the uh, matters before that court in relation to the 75% interest in, in Darthcom. And African Intelligence reported that judgment. Um, it was not spurious, it was not immaterial, and it was absolutely factual. And in that 4 May announcement, again, AVZ um, you know, derided that all the, all the recent press, including obviously the, the African Intelligence Report, um, uh, to say that it was you know, mere speculation and immaterial. Um, so, you know, shareholders obviously, you know, took a different view, um, and 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 the share price, you know, materially reduced. So we, so, you know, if if I can put the position, um, the these these very positive announcements of of of, of progress, you know, you know, would have to be taken with a grain of salt. The second point I'd make in relation to that, Matthew, is that. Um, it was only in our open letter when we said, you know, litigating against the host government or fighting City Hall uh, perhaps may not be the smartest thing, that immediately thereafter, Matthew, and this is an important point, immediately after the release of the open letter, um, that international arbitration litigation was walked back materially by the ABZ board. The next thing we heard was that there was an a, a meeting uh, with the president of the DRC. The, the timing of that w- we, we find interesting in that that meeting occurred immediately after, again, the open letter. And the third point I'd make, finally, in respect of, of that announcement, um, is that, that that doesn't really cure the essence of the, of the ministerial decree, which is the need for harmonious relationships between Darthcon Dathomir and Commonier. So, you know, those disputes still have to be resolved. And because of the personal animosity now that exists, because of this very aggressive litigation strategy, we respectfully submit that the current board are not in the best position to resolve those disputes. Okay. No, I, I, I could say, I want to come back to the, the presidential meeting in a second, but um, there is just just I'm trying trying to look at it from all sides here because I've no sure. vested interest. I'm not a shareholder. I'm not shorting. I'm not you know I've got nothing to do with this sure. other than just great intrigue about the sorts of problems that mining companies face um, when when going about their business. Um, this is a, this was a public company or well is but suspended a uh, public company. It is restricted by the exchange in terms of what it can and, and can't say at various points. Um, so, do you, are you are you saying that perhaps they they did have the ability to be more forthcoming with information than they were? Was this misrepresentation of the facts or misinterpretation of the facts? How how 
how do you see it? Well, that's, that's a very fine question, Matthew. Um, you know, the Australian Financial Review, which is Australia's leading and most respected financial masthead, um, you know, posed the question was as to whether the, the seriousness of the shareholders' dispute was 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 disclosed early enough and and the seriousness of it uh, disclosed. Um, and, and, you know, that that is a serious question because, as I said, um, in the period of under a month when the when the share price dropped by by, by two billion dollars, um, re- really the only major change was the deteriorating relationship, and really there was minimal disclosure in respect of the te- deteriorating relationship, and any in-country decision um, adverse to the interests of ABZ and its subsidiaries was not disclosed. Um, furthermore, if I just point out again. The revocation that I referred to of the mining licenses, the two ministerial decrees, that was not um, that was not disclosed by by the company. Again, the the Australian Financial Review um, got hold of those two ministerial decrees, contacted the company for comment. They got no comment. They published the fact that the ministerial decrees had been issued. And only after that did ABZ make an announcement. Similarly, in respect of the expiration license, PR13359, similarly, it was only after we had pointed out that the registered owner of the the expiration license, the underlying tenure, was no longer DARTHCOM, but it moved back to to the government's agency. And only after I opened a letter was that issue disclosed. So, you know, and then finally, in terms of the in-country litigation, as I said, the the, the original Lambert-Boshi High Court decision, which ordered the 75% share certificate to be destroyed, um, and the adverse findings, criminal findings against one of the technical directors, was was not only was it not disclosed, the Africa Intelligence report published on the 26th of April was 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 demeaned, and then and then finally, um, we again we raised that in our open letter that shareholders weren't made aware of those findings. And ABZ really made two points. First of all, it said ABZ was not involved in that legislation, in that litigation. With respect, that really misses the point because the seventy-five percent subsidiary was a principal defendant in in that uh, litigation. So to argue that ABZ wasn't, you know, is is is, is patently uh, absurd. Um, Darthcom is a seventy-five percent subsidiary of consolidated in the group accounts. Secondly, and equally important, ABZ said in their response that they've appealed the decision. Well, again, yes, they appealed it. But they lost the appeal, and they haven't disclosed the loss of the appeal. So the 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 court of appeals um, found broadly in line with the lower court. Um, what they did um, was reduce the damages claim uh, against Darthcom, the subsidiary of AVZ, to twenty five million US. Now, if you go to the annual financial statements of AVZ, which have just been released. For the year end of 30th of June 2023, guess what? The contingent liability of 25 million US, in accordance with the appeals court judgment, 
against Dotcom is not reported as a contingent liability. And Matthew, that's that's incredibly material because the company, as I said, this probably has a we'll see uh, shortly uh, when the September quarterly cash position is announced that it most probably has in the order of, in the order of, you know net cash of only ten million US and you, and here you have a uh, you know an award for damages of twenty five million US by an appeals court and 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 the company takes a view well you know it's spurious and immaterial we respectfully say that's not the standard of continuous disclosure expected in the Australian market. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, there there are exceptions to the continuous disclosure rules, but where you have, um, you know, ministerial decree revoking mining licenses, where you have appeals lost and judgments of that significance, uh, particularly in the context of a, you know, of a contested director's nomination process, um, we, we say that, that that information is material. And you know, I, I guess, I guess, if you want authority, we would point to the ASX letter, which uh, imposed a mandatory suspension on the company because of its refusal to comply with with continuous disclosure requirements. And, and we we say, you, you know, the the facts the facts are clear that the reason why the um, the, the ministerial decree uh, revoked the licences um, was was. Was clear in it. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's say that. So I want to come back to the point about the the meeting with the, the president of, of the DRC. Yes. And I've I've sat in the <clears throat> corridors of power, waiting, twiddling my thumbs. Uh, all across Africa, these meetings take time to set up. They take time to actually happen. In terms of the the time suggested is is not necessarily the time you actually get there. So it takes a long time to set these things up. You said you were surprised at how quickly that that meeting happened after the open letter came out. Is that, is that, is that the time that you that's, mentioned that's earlier? That's correct, yes. Right. So why, why were you surprised? Uh, you may recall there was another con- controversial uh, reporting in respect of a, a $1 million US dollar cash payment made um, to uh, a, an advisory person in the DLC together with a further price of another $5 million US, uh, total $6 million. Again, uh, that was not disclosed, and again, the AFR reported on it. And immediately after the AFR report, um, ABZ again um, made dis- made limited disclosure in respect of that six million US payment. Um, to the best of my knowledge, uh, well, ABZ has not made any disclosure in respect of you know whether that upfront one million US led to any positive. Meaningful developments, I suspect not, because we haven't we haven't seen anything. Um, um, and and secondly, as as you know, the the DLC is going into election mode, so um, a number of uh, names have been nominated as um, contesting a presidential election. And based on my extensive, like yours, extensive experience in developing countries, you know that there, there there is always movement in the paddock. Um, leading up to presidential elections, um, but I think the significant point is, you know, that we we pointed out that um, you know litigation against your host country um, is, is 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 a courageous um, move. Um, that was immediately walked back um, after our open letter, and then uh, this uh, one meeting with the president um, was disclosed. Now, we, we, we you know, no, no AVZ show has, be, has been advised as to exactly what was discussed 
um, and and you know any any developments. So um, you know it's it's great that um, the CEO um, apparently had a meeting, but but that's all we noted at, at, at this point in time. Right. Okay. And, and let's so and you, you you talk about you've introduced um, a few names here, and there's a few more names to be added. Um, Dathcom, this fifteen percent interest. Who now owns it, in your opinion? Well, it's a matter of contested ownership, isn't it? Um, so, uh, in summary, um, ABZ and the subsidiaries acquired, entered into a contract to acquire a 15% interest in Darthcom from Darthomer. Um As I said, uh, we're not aware of the disclosure of any of the conditions subsequent or present to those uh, um, option agreements or share purchase agreements. All we do know is that there was a, an, a fairly nominal deposit paid, as, as that I recall, and then the purchase consideration effectively spread over three years, uh, equal annual installments over three years, starting from the satisfaction of, of conditions present. So we, we, we don't know when those conditions present were satisfied. What we do know is that is that Dathomir uh, terminated the, that short purchase agreement, um, AVZ says it's a purported termination. Um, but interestingly enough, notwithstanding AVZ's argument that the termination was invalid, um, three months later, they made an announcement to say that they had satisfied all the conditions of that agreement and had paid the, the 20 million US dollars uh, up front. Um, which, it, you know, it's interesting if, 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 the termination was all uh, invalid and of no force and effect. Be that as it may, um, that you know that is a matter uh, currently before uh, the arbitration courts and subject to certain litigation in country. Um, but um, you know the relationship between Darthcom and Darthomer as a consequence of that, you know, has materially, um, uh, you know, there's been a material personal falling out. And that, as I say, is the critical element required under the ministerial decree to have harmonious relationships with your, your church partner. So, effectively, what the government is asking is, look, this this dispute between the shareholders, this this tip, uh, gets resolved, and um, you know the mining license hopefully uh, will be reinstated, and and the, the company can get on with the project. And I think you know, right. I think. You know, every shareholder that I've spoken to today, sorry, Matthew, to be interrupting, every shareholder that I've spoken to today wants the project to proceed um, in short order and wants the suspension lifted, you know. So there, there seems to be a minority of shareholders, you know, who, who are seeking retribution for, let's, let's call it, for want of a better word, the apparent remake by Gothamer. Um But if I if I can make this point, you know, the contract, Envisaged consideration of let's say approximately twenty million US for for fifteen percent, but if you take the closing price of of, of ABZ uh, immediately prior to the trading halt and, and permanent suspension, I think that fifteen percent attributes to a, you know to a value of, of of about a half a billion Australian dollars. So there was there was plenty of scope for ABZ to perhaps you know touch up the. the the consideration in the form of shares or some other form of consideration to Darthmer. The, the, the point is that there's been a personal falling out and it's not going to be resolved by the current board in, in our humble opinion. Right, okay, we've both worked in Africa extensively and we both know each country has its own peculiarities and um, it, it, it can be very difficult. Um, for lots of reasons. 
in this instance, has, in your opinion, the DRC's, DRC government's uh, actions and intent been um, above board um, or are there other things that perhaps the government, uh, the government, the, the, the company has been battling with to try and get this resolved? You, you know, I, I, I have, I have some sympathy with the, the DRC government's position as expressed in the ministerial decree, because really, what they were saying is, look, because of this, Cheryl's just, we, we, we've been blocked from from benefiting from the development of the project. Um, effectively, please resolve the dispute so we we you know so so we can benefit from from the project. And the other point I'd make is that the proposal by the DRC government to con- confer the mining license on the southern portion incredibly important to the shareholders of AVZ because uh, that is the project. That's where the 400 million tons of, of the known Jork resource sits. It's got outstanding exploration potential beyond that. And the current def- defeasib- definitive feasibility study only calls for a production throughput rate of 4 million tons per annum. So, um, you know, it's it's a huge world-class project in its own right. And, um, you know, I, I fail to understand why... Um, that dispute, Shell's dispute, wasn't wasn't resolved amicably in the national interest. Um, so yes, you know, broadly speaking, um, nothing we've seen here um, is any different to any developing country um, that that I've operated in. Um, often, people take the view in 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 these jurisdictions, um, you know, that an agreement is is really the start of the negotiation process than the than the end point, you know. And and as I said, in my experience, um, you know, arrogantly um, litigating uh, is is really counterproductive. Um, you know, if you're looking for retribution through domestic courts or international arbitration, um, there is there is no there's no reasonable prospect because, as I've said to you, international uh, tribunals um, aren't in 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 the habit of of Ordering uh, sovereign governments to reinstate title, and they certainly don't, um, you know, haven't shown um, a tendency to overturn, um, you know, criminal um, uh, decisions, uh, other than in the absence of, you know, um, of, of being able to prove corruption, which of course, um, you know, is a, is a very very difficult task. So, um, for all those reasons, uh, that is why the three uh, fatal Independent directors have been nominated uh, to to bring you know to articulate an alternative, perhaps more commercial, more pragmatic view, um, where we are not invested in he said she said, you know the fairness of it, or uh, but to focus on the end objective, which is to get this project into production, which is what I've done you know for the last thirty odd years, um, and get the benefits flowing to. The local communities and to the government, and ultimately to the shareholders of AVZ. Um, as I said, this project, you know, had had a market capitalization of four point six billion dollars Australian, and in my view, there's four point six billion reasons why this dispute should be resolved quickly, fairly, and in the best interests of all shareholders. So, what would you, what would you say to the the, the current board? Um, I, I get what you're saying to, to saying to shareholders, and, and perhaps some people will get behind that. And um, with 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 the intent, and Kate, okay, you outlined um, experience in in negotiation um, in uh, in Africa broadly. But what would you say to the board? Because they've been at this. Sometimes it's a case of 
you've got your head down and you, you, you don't have, you don't feel you've got time time to look up. They feel they've, they've engaged in a path and direction which they feel is right. You feel you've got a, another solution which you believe is right, but you know, it, you know, you're at loggerheads. Um, what's going to what's going to get this over the line for you? Um, and what would you ask them to listen to? Well, I guess Matthew, as I said at, at the outset, you know, we we had hoped that this would be an amicable resolution at, at the board level, and well, I've made the point that the skill set of the three directors is is vastly different to the current uh, executive director skill set. Um, there are now, you know, post again post our open letter, two directors were were announced. Uh, one is an employee, um, and the other, I understand, has had some previous um, consulting arrangements, um, directly or indirectly, um, with the company and, and associated interests of, of, of the executive. Um, be that as it may, um, the you know the, the the resolution of title, joint venture disputes, international arbitration. Uh, that experience is still lacking the board, and, and therefore we would say to the board, um, carefully consider uh, what has been brought to the table, and and the fact that uh, we, you know, have no uh, vested interest in the dispute, have not been, you know, in an acrimonious relationship with the joint ventures, um, um, and, and you you know, I I frankly think that you know. I would expect that, and I have not spoken to Darth Mirror or or Common Air, but I would suspect they would welcome you know the intervention of an independent party to sit down and um, you know hear their side of the story. As as you know, in, in disputes of this nature, there's always two sides of the story, um, and resolve a you know fair and equitable deal. As I say, given given the value of that fifty percent interest versus the original consideration, um, surely there's got to be uh, an opportunity to. You know, uplift the value um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a modest and sensible manner to resolve the dispute and allow the project to move forward. You know, the prize is so big that um, you know a, a personal dispute, um, you know, should, shouldn't get in the way of, of, of a four point six billion dollar project. Mike, thanks for your time today. Thank you. My pleasure.